Damo, you big sweet tooth. Yes, MP, you chocoholic. So naughty but nice. We're a hit at the Wellness Summit and I want more. Well, how does 20 recipes in their free ebook, Heavenly Healthy Desserts, sound, MP? Jeepers, Damo, I'm loving that. Or you can hop on down to their brand new cafe, Selection Cafe in South Melbourne and receive 10% off your favourite healthy desserts. Woohoo! To do so, go to so nice.com forward slash couch and fill in your details to receive your free ebook and discount voucher. That's www.sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch. So naughty but nice. Delicious nutrition. Thewellnesscouch.com. Streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the sensational socializer. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, Damien. <laughs> I was wondering where we were going with that one. How are you, mate? I am fantastic. Great to hear your voice. I've missed you. You and I haven't had that much contact over the last week, and man, oh man, I miss hearing your voice. So thank God we do a podcast regularly because I get to... Uh, I get to hear your voice. No, it's good, isn't it? You know, it's amazing because, um, you know, when we're organizing the summit and stuff and you and I would just, you know, head down, bum up, organize that, we're on the phone to each other every two or three minutes. But I see you more, I speak to you more than I see my children and my wife. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't think it is, but it's, uh, but it, it does raise an important question, doesn't it? Well, it raises lots of, lots of important questions, but the most important question, Damien, yes. to our listeners right now is, are they are coming, coming to Ikaria? Korea. That's right. With us to do some sensational socializing. I tell you what, there's a few surprises up our sleeve, uh, which I don't want to share right now, but man, oh man, I've got some cool things. You haven't even told me. <laughs> no, I've got some cool things to tell you, Damien yeah. John. Well, I, but suspect, you like, I suspect you're not telling me so that I don't tell anyone else. Right? Precisely, strategic. If you would like to know more about this incredible 10 days in paradise in June 2016, go to www.100.out.com. We would love for you to join us in this magical blue zone of your career, but Damien. Hey, you know, you know, I've got, I'm going to do a little shout out here. Kathy yeah. and Tony have just become grandparents, and uh, and they they told me they want to come to your career. Congratulations, Kathy and Tony, and we look forward to having you. It's Jody, Jody and James's little girl. They just had Harmony. She's gorgeous. I adjusted her just the other day. Three days old, first adjustment, beautiful. And you know what else is exciting? No. That there's um, so many people that want to come um, that have you know got a child's wedding or some poor excuse for um, <laughs> a parent child. <laughs> that, um, that we will be doing. Uh, well, I reckon you and I are going to have to make an annual. I don't know if we'll actually be able to make an annual. Maybe every three years because we're going to do Okinawa and we're also yeah, going to do Sardinia. Oh. Yeah, um, but I would say if you know that if you know that it's next year or bust, definitely come next year because it's too hard to get Damien away for ten days um, <laughs> for practice and the rest. So one hundred on out com for all details about your career. Now, Damien, yes, you are a sensational socialiser, and the reason why I say that is I recently uh, went into a wonderful. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, a couple of local businesses. One beautiful cafe in Byron Bay called uh, 100 Mile Table. It's a husband and wife team. The wife Sarah runs 100 Mile Table. The husband Dan runs um, an office sharing space called Start Inno, as in Start Innovating. And um, I dropped in there yesterday for lunch, and I, I think I've been bitten by the office share bug. As most people would know, I work from home. I'm podcasting from home right now. 
Um, and it can get a little bit isolating. So recently I've been wanting to just get outside and work from cafes and do all of the things that which I have the flexibility to do. But Dan said one thing which really kind of sparked my attention and it was that the big philosophy behind the office share is to create more community. And I thought, it's interesting, isn't it? Like now all of these entrepreneurs all getting together, doing their own work. And a part of me is like, God, it must be so distracting. But at the same time, when I was in the space, I saw that it wasn't. He's got Skype booth studio, so I could be podcasting in there in a soundproof booth and people wouldn't actually be hearing Darby crying or Mayor and Darby fighting <laughs> or you know, whatever it is. But uh, it made me realize just how important community is and there's a massive shift going on around the world around this whole sense of community. But I thought, you are the best at this, Domo. So let's just go into what you and I love to do, what we covered in our lives. Some of it is simplistic, but a lot of it is forgotten in this highly isolated world that we live in. Mm. So, so, so yeah, well, you know, that whole community thing, it's interesting because you and I have been talking about this for some time. It's that sense of purpose, that belongingness. Um, and I'm really conscious of it too because Rebecca, who works at Forage, she, you know, these days works in the Forage office primarily most of the time by herself. And she's such a social bug. Um, she mm. needs people around her. So we've just been speaking about bringing her back into the home again and uh, and, and working with us in, in at, at home. So it gets lonely. It does. Oh, it, it, it feels lonely. And I think that's actually a little bit non-productive. People who are who are not um, surrounded by other people will find themselves less engaged and uh, and less, um, I suppose, less productive too. So, yeah, I, I could not agree more. Even just uh, not to harp on about my own situation, but just for a little bit, hear me out here. When you talk about Rebecca, mm. um, and you talk about not being productive, I know that even though my kids, oh, no, hang, Sarah, on, hang on a second, I yeah. didn't say Rebecca was not productive. No, 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 but you said sure when you are lonely. Because if so, Rebecca no, absolutely. This, let's just put it out that's here. that's what you think I said, I'm in trouble. So No, 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 that's not what you said. Sorry, let me come back because Rebsy is one of the greatest performers in the world. Unbel- she's unbelievable. It's just you can't, hard, to, hard to top her. But when we get lonely yeah. in work, so I'll bring this back on myself and not on Rebsy, yeah. <laughs> when we get lonely in work, yeah. it's much more difficult to put our best foot forward in whatever it is that we're doing. Oh, totally. Like you want to be engaged and having fun and buzzing and humming along and all of the rest. And I think just in my own experience, and, and like you said, if, if Rebsy's a social person, which she is, yes. working by herself without anyone else and you can kind of hear the crickets then it's really difficult, no matter how incredibly skilled you are, to put your best foot forward um, every minute of every day. I agree. I absolutely agree. And, and, but I think that's the same as anything, isn't it, really? Like if you're training for an event, you want to. it's better to train with somebody else or to be able to talk with somebody else. That's why you have a coach. If you're, in business, if you're in business, you know, being part of a, a business like a B&I, for example, like I was adjusting a guy this morning. And, um, and and he's in IT and he does SEO. Now, if he didn't have a, a BNI group to go to and then flesh out his ideas and talk to them and all that sort of stuff, he'd just be in front of his computer all day, every day by himself. That wouldn't be either good for his health or you know good for his conversation uh, or good for his business. So that whole community thing, uh, I, I'm with you on that, 100, 100%. 100 not out. <laughs> all right, so... I've got to ask you here. I'm just realizing that my battery's running out, so I'm just trying to work my technology out whilst I say this. Can we go through each area of our life mm-hmm. and just work out? Because connection to others in every area of life, you've just mentioned working with others, mm-hmm. but there's like most areas of life are best experienced when other people are involved, if not all areas. Yeah. So let's just go on the food front because you are the food man. Yeah. 
I think it's pretty clear, and, and I know you, you and I say this pretty often, but you can be paleo, you can be raw, you can be vegan, whatever it is. But if you're sitting by yourself, you know, at a desk, not really humming along and eating the best quality food but without anyone else around, unless you really, really are in the moment loving that food, yeah, yeah. there's only so much enjoyment. And I would almost say, you could probably tell more scientifically, there's only so much absorption you're going to get out of it. Oh, look, I think your absorption is going to be good, but the way in which you process it, if you're in stress or anxiety or sadness or depression, um, which are chronic stages of stress, by the way. So if, you, you know, if you're moving further into your stress, you know, we, we did the cracky stress code and we spoke about the stages of stress. Yes. You know, when you're in that and the further you're into that, um, the, the less productive and efficient your body is. So I, I don't know whether or not you, you'll malabsorb because you're lonely, but you may not process your nutrients and, you, and your body won't be in, you know, a, as restorative or regenerative state. It just won't be. You know, happy people repair faster. That's just, we know that. So... Um, it, it, I don't think it would affect your absorption, but but it's six one way, half a dozen the other, is not? Isn't I reckon, what you're like, even yeah. if you absorb it incredibly well, if you're stressed, you can't actually deal with it or use yeah. it. Well, yeah, that, well, that's true. I mean, it's there, and unless there's a real need or a real calling for your body to actually use it, then you may not use it. But I, I know the point that you're making, and I and I do. Um, I, 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 let's just say for all intents and purposes, I agree. But, you know, what's really interesting is that when you talk about, you know, eating with somebody or sharing a meal with somebody or sharing space with somebody, uh, a bad meal is actually better when it's shared with somebody else than a bad meal by yourself. Great call, Damien. Do you find that? I find that. that. Is it, that's a great call. Mm. That is the best. It's like going through a bad experience. Going through a bad experience is often more tolerable if it's with someone else. Oh, totally. If you Absolutely. miss a flight... You miss a flight with someone else is better than missing a flight by yourself. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. I was in LA. I got stuck in LA for four days and Jackson and Amber were already back in Australia and I was like, oh, oh. this is not fun. This is just not fun. So, um, yeah, I know exactly what that feels like. Stress code podcast earlier, episode 35 and 36. I just looked it up. Oh, is that what you're doing? I wonder why you're a little bit distracted. You're, yep. you're almost getting good at this multitasking thing. I listened to you and Lawrence bag me out the other day again. Oh, actually, I need to talk to you about that because you guys <laughs> just got stuck into me. Uh, and, uh, and, you talk, and you talked about me uh, multitasking and all that sort of stuff. And um, I think it was in episode 13, you were speaking about um, you know efficiency and, and um, organization. I think it was episode 13. Would that be right? Would you episode? Is that, a, is that a notification? <laughs> Did you just get a notification whilst oh. you were talking about multitasking? No, well, it's not me. I don't govern the notifications. I'm trying to turn all my notifications off, but I don't know. I've, I've unclicked the button. Anyway, so the whole multitasking thing is I did notice that you said that I was the king of multitasking and that you don't, you know, in your... I don't notice it. You are actually, you're the only one I know that you can be multitasking and I don't actually know. So you know that I was looking for an episode or doing something. Yep. I don't know if you're posting on Facebook, answering an email, sending a text message, taking a glass of water, whatever it is. I don't know. That's why I say it with love, brother. You oh, you thanks, seem to be the outlier. Well, this, there's a there was a podcast that you and Loris did, which I really liked, and you spoke. I think it was with Colin Boyd, and you spoke about um, being present and present time. And yeah. uh, I think it was that, or it might have been the Eckhart Tolle one that you guys did. And um, and so I, I, I've I've found myself doing only one thing at a time more frequently now, which is which is good. I like it. Nice, nice. Now let's come back to the sensational socialiser, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've we've just acknowledged if you enjoy a bad meal with someone, 
it's better than enjoying a bad meal by yourself, which then goes to show if you enjoy a good meal with someone, it's going to be even more incredible. Yes. It's Nirvana. Yeah. Then if we look at movement, yes. and I know you and Amber have a nice little routine, uh, <laughs> moving moving together, exercising okay. together. Exercising with other people yes. is more uh, fulfilling, not always, because I love going for a run on the beach by myself, listening to music, singing along with the rest. Yep. But at the same time, there's also something very um, fulfilling about being in a team sport or, or going for a run with someone else or doing yoga with a friend or whatever it is. So there's a beautiful element where bringing other real human beings into your world helps on the exercise level. Oh, agreed. Now, I'm I actually I'm moving rooms because I'm in my practice and a truck's pulled up out the front of my window and he's just started banging on the door next door. So I'm just moving into another place in the in my practice. This so, is beautiful podcasting. I oh, love it. This I is what the beautiful car. Amazing. Hey. So yeah. yeah, I agree. Like the and I think that's the reason why CrossFit's so successful is and you know those yes. group based training things and step into life and and all of those sorts of. Um, group-based training programs and people prefer to have a personal trainer work with them um, rather than actually working by themselves. Now, there are some people out there that are very highly motivated and they, you know, they can look in a mirror and they, can, they know what they're doing and that's enough feedback for them to be able to exercise appropriately and properly um, because they're already self-motivated around exercise. But I think people enjoy the boot camp um, sort of scenario. They enjoy doing triathlons with people. They enjoy, you know, being involved in big fun runs because there's lots of people there as opposed to, you know, running 21 kilometers all by yourself. It's a little bit, which is lonely. Um, I think people enjoy that constant engagement. And, and again, that's just another example of having that ability to be in a community or part of a community and, uh, and, ex- and having a greater experience. Okay, so this is good, Damo. We've spoken about life purpose or work and just being around other people. We've spoken about food. We've spoken about exercise. Mm-hmm. You are someone who's got thousands of Facebook friends, yes. but at the same time, you are someone that actually has, you're unique in that you are really good at just good old-fashioned socializing. What would you say, and I know we've covered this off before, but because this is a poignant time, what would you say are the keys for you in um, in keeping in contact with your friends, in prioritizing your time to socialize, like how do you do it? Because a lot of people just they make excuses, and, and really, it sounds quite morbid. But a lot of people have lost the art of socializing because they've spent so much time on social media. They've really lost their p's and q's. Yeah, I think. Thanks, mate, for saying that. I I acknowledge that everyone is busy, and everyone's got stuff to do. So I never have. Um, a great expectation of people that they're going to be able to spend lots of time with me because I don't have lots of time to be able to spend with them. So when I have the opportunity to spend time with people, I don't have a great expectation of how it's going to turn out or what's, how it's going to pan out. I just love the quality of time that we get. So it may not be quantity. There have been times where I felt upset because I haven't, I have set expectation. But the moment I recognize that I've set expectation, I try to decrease that expectation so that I'm not let down by people. And that means that when I have that opportunity to catch up with people, it's all fun and it's all it's all good. Um, nice. But you do get let down if you actually have expectation because most of the time, and DMAR says this, and you know exactly where I'm going with this, yeah. generally the reason why people get upset with somebody else is because they had a greater expectation of somebody else that that other person wasn't able to live up to. Absolutely. So glad you said that. Absolutely, when it comes to other people. 
And I think that's if anyone can just get one thing out of this podcast, it's remove expectations on others yeah. or lower them if that feels like too much of a of a step. Because yeah, that's a quick way to make ourselves sad and upset is by having an expectation. So, so do you find though, like, like my when I'm talking to clients, it's normally like remove remove. Well, you've got to have some accountability at the end of your day, whether it's playing sport, going to yoga, or catching up with a friend, or going out for a movie night or a date night. Have something that means you've got to leave the office by five o'clock or six o'clock or seven o'clock, whatever it is. Yep. So, and often when you have something social, that's a really great way to force that accountability on yourself. Do you find like the way you live your life? Because I often feel like you're catching up with people for breakfast or lunch or dinner. Like you seem to really combine the food and the social side of it. Well, is that a focus for you to make sure that you keep an active social life? Oh, look, mate. One of the, my most favourite things ever to do is to eat food. I love it. Uh, and so, um, and if, you know, if it was healthy to be fat and overweight, I would do it because <laughs> I just, <laughs> I love eating food so much and I, I love all foods. I love the taste of bad food. I love the taste of good food. But I just, if I get an opportunity to share a meal with somebody, I love it. So, I've got to be real. Can you just repeat that you love the taste of bad food for people? They're just like, they're just, their jaws just dropped. <laughs> well, it, you know, there's something about eating extra sugar or eating extra fat that it, it pleasures your senses. And that's the reason why a lot of people actually do it and they get themselves into trouble with it. So Bang. I'm not yeah. going to hide behind, um, you know, the, the fact that my primary focus around health and well being and nutrition and lifestyle is that I encourage people to eat really good food and just because I'm encouraging to eat really good food doesn't mean that I don't like eating bad food. It's just that when I eat bad food I expect that I'm gonna feel poorly or I'm not gonna feel as good as what I would as if I felt if I ate great food. And I also feel ripped off if I miss a meal of great food. I feel like oh I've just wasted a lunch meal by eating bad food. So my preference is to eat amazing food because I enjoy the flavour of it but it also makes me feel much better. So that's but, a great answer. But I love really hanging out with my mates when I'm eating, or I love really hanging out with my mates when I'm having a party. Like I, I just, if I'm going to go to a party, I prefer to know a lot of people as opposed to go to a party and know one person. Because for me, the enjoyment comes from you know buzzing around and having lots of little chats as opposed to sitting down and getting stuck into a deep and meaningful for two or three or four hours. You know. So. Good call. This is great. I love this. All right. So meals are great for social time. Um, your family, what do you do to make family time a special time? Um, uh, for us, I'm very tactile, right? So I'm a really touchy person. Um, and Jackson's really touchy. Amber's not a very touchy person. She's a time person. So like for for us, for Jack and I, if we get to punch each other or we get to um, wrestle or we get to trip each other over or we get to tackle each other with a footy or something like that, that time is more special to us than yeah. – if we, you know, spent two hours or three hours just talking. You know, we did have an opportunity where we drove, you know, uh, up to Sydney, which I, I know you know that I did that. Yeah. Um, and that was amazing because we got an opportunity to sit with each other and just hang and, and drive for hours and hours and hours and hours. And that, that forces conversation out, which is amazing. But in our short bursts through the day, Jack and I can get enough of each other just by having touch. With That's Amber, so it's more about... Um, 
you know, even if we said absolutely nothing, if I sat really close to her on a couch and I spent time with her, even though she was watching television or answering emails, she feels like she's had time with me. So, uh, you know, it's a time thing for her. Um, and Jackson's, you know, a touch thing. For my mom, it's a time thing. Uh, for my brother, it's a, a contact, just pick up the phone. Um, yeah. For my dad, it's just, you know, a great phone call every now and then. It doesn't have to be all the time. So it's just, I suppose, learning and understanding what everybody's love language is. Yeah, and you're talking about the five love languages. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. And I would just uh, add to that that it's just so important to know other people's love language. What, and you, to, what do you do? I'm touch all the way. I'm physical touch yeah. all the way. Um, but yeah, my, uh, Sarah is acts of service. So if I do the dishes, make dinner on a, on a weekend, if I make dinner on a Saturday, Sarah is so happy. Like I make breakfast every day. Yep. So she often says how nice it is to come home to cook breakfast. But if I make dinner on a Saturday night, she's just like pig in SHIT. Um, <laughs> but I think just knowing what the five love, having an awareness of the five love languages and knowing what other people's are and not having an ego about it. Like, cause I know so many people that, they know their partner's love language, but they don't do it. Yeah. They think they do it, but they don't. So, like, if, if your partner is, um, so gifts is one, okay? Now, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, Dolce & Gabbana earrings. It doesn't have to be Chanel perfume. Yeah, it can be a bunch of roses. It can be um, making, it can be acts of service and gifts at the same time, like making something for someone, making a cake or whatever it is. But knowing someone else's love language and not judging it, just doing it because you know that makes them feel loved. Is really important, and social media cannot do that. There's not one love language that social media can help fulfil. No, there isn't one at all. So I really think it's important that yeah, and it's so good to hear you talk in that language. Like you said, Darby is physical touch. So I love that you said you can just punch each other in the most <laughs> loving way. And I do the same thing with Darby. We just call it rough and tumble in our house, and we'll just go help the leather at each other. And Sarah yeah. freaks out. Yes, yeah, so that is. But he's just a little. He he goes, I want to punch you and kick you and shoot you and hit you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, mate, get in there. Uh, and Sarah's like, you're gonna kill each other. I'm like, no, this is love languages. You know. Uh, so so good, yeah, it? it's good fun. So it's good fun. Um, I want to just bring up one more before we finish off, and some people won't really uh, know where we're going here, but I want to talk about money, Damo, okay. because people don't really believe that money can buy you happiness, and I want to just disagree with anyone out there going, yeah, there's no way money can buy you happiness. I'm going to bring humanity into this and say, well, it's even now proven that money can buy you happiness when you spend money on other people, Yeah, and it's not when you spend money on social media, and it's not when you spend money on stuff. When you spend money on others, and the great example is uh, I give you a $20 gift card to Starbucks, you're going to feel more fulfillment and joy when you actually give that to someone else or when you include someone else in that 20 bucks. If you spend it on yourself, you won't feel as joyful. If you take someone out to coffee but you go, you know what, mate, I've got a $20 voucher but you've got to pay your own way, that's not going to do it for you. When you actually use it on the other person or gift it to the other person, you're going to feel a greater level of joy. Oh, there's a notification. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. I just, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's so hard to turn off all your notifications because there's so many to turn off. But do you know what I mean? And with money, we often have become so isolated. People are protecting their money. They're hiding it under the stairs. They're doing whatever they can. But when we include humanity in our money, so for me with food, I love uh, you know, particularly with the kids, I love saying, come on, kids, I'm going to take you out for afternoon tea. I'm going to do it with them today. I'm going to take them out for our tea, and I'm going to just uh, just love spending money on other people. And I'm not being stupid. I'm not talking about being stupid with money. I'm saying do it to bring others joy 
and it will bring yourself joy as well. And it doesn't have to be millions of dollars or thousands of dollars. It can be a $5 coffee for crying out loud. <laughs> so true. It's, it, it absolutely sings. It makes you sing. That's one way. But, you know, I actually do find that people, when they do have more money, um, but it, and it comes freely and easily, as opposed to having to try really hard to get money, if, if people have some financial security, then they're happier rather than living in financial insecurity. So I don't yeah. think it's all about the act of giving or the gift of service or, or, or you know having money to give it away. Whilst that makes people feel very good and that whole concept of sharing um, is, is so important um, and tithing and gifting, all that, it's so, like, that's a very, very important part of my life. The... I think the knowledge that you don't have to wonder where the next dollar is coming from mm-hmm. um, is actually very reassuring as well. Absolutely, well, Particularly think about how much people, how much time. I know Bob Proctor often says you don't realise how much um, how much money takes up in your mind space and your thinking until you don't have to think about it anymore. That, well, that's exactly right, right? You know, mm-hmm. so absolutely wise words, Damo. As always, we've gone over time, but man, it's been fun. How do we do that? I think it's because you oh. talk so much, but that's amazing. <laughs> it's because I listen so much. I love listening to your wisdom. I don't want to wrap it up. Oh, oh great, great, great conversation, great subjects, MP. Well done. Good choice. No, good work, good work. Thank you, Damo, again for your wisdom. That's it for this edition of 100 Not Out, folks. Remember, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can go to the website, thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out, add in your comments there. If you've liked this episode, please subscribe subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, check out thewellnesscouch.com. You can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.